What does everybody want? Waffles. What does everybody need? Tire arms. Marco Stuck cannot afford to make one mistake. I think he just made one, Jim. Waffles and tire arms. <laughs> when do we want it? Shoot! Gents, it's uh, ten past three in the morning. What are we doing? That. Oh, Nicholas, well played. Hold on, I join you. Hold on. Gordo's going first. Oh, oh, and then, oh, Whoa. mercy. I'm sorry, I'm Max. Jim. I'm sorry. I feel like I'm letting the team down here by only having Go a get a can. I can crack open oh. the second one. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> it, why not? I'll drink it anyway. <laughs> oh, my um, days. Oh, live drink after SmackDown. <laughs> live after SmackDown to cover the week. Uh, we were going to do this about five hours ago, our time. Uh, we said, fuck it. Let's just, seeing as it's Friday anyway, we'll wait till the after. Wait till after SmackDown. Yeah, we're all now, off tomorrow. It's fine. We're all off tomorrow. But Nick, if you had a time machine you had a t- and you and you saw what SmackDown put out there, Superstars oh. nineteen ninety four, would it would have done this on Thursday? Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. That's where we need to we need to figure this out. Do we bother with this crack anymore? It's the star show. Whereas Raw is going to have the kind of uh, more uh, how do you even put it? The more fan not fan friendly. You know what I mean? Like the Buddy Murphys of the world, the Ali's of the world, that type of guy. Raw has become SmackDown. Yeah. Is that what we're looking at? Uh, Gordo, your mic is gone for some reason, but uh, do we wait until... Do we bother with SmackDown? Because that's going to be the Brock Lesnar-y, Roman Reigns-y type show. Thursday night. Thursday night is our biggest crossover night for work. There's no (sighs) chance of any of us being here. Friday morning? I think the best thing to do fits. I heard some news, and I think that uh, put me in. And I think and this I think will this solve is... all of our podcast problems. What was that? Sorry, no, you broke up for me there. Oh, oh. did I? Okay, I, uh, I heard some news. Okay, and uh, I'm just saying, you know, put me in, and uh, coach put me in, <laughs> and I think this would solve a lot of podcast problems. That's all I'm saying. The I'll podcast problem started when I left my job. I'm just saying, if I went back to my job, I think. Problems will be solved. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, uh, all jokes aside, all jokes aside, it would legitimately solve a lot of problems. <laughs> it's just it's just a fact. It's uh, just Friday. A fact. Friday night. Um, yeah. There's, there's less of us working. Yeah. Of the three of us that are busy. So there's a chance maybe one of us might be, but there shouldn't be a case the two of us are working on Friday. And in my but short time, I've learned that Friday 
things don't happen. Yeah. Things accidentally happen, but things are not planned to happen. Yeah, there was that one Hashtag time. two weeks ago, myself and Gordo. <laughs> oh, never God. I'll never, I've never felt more useless in my entire life. It was one of the worst days of my life, Gordo, I'll be honest with you. I'm sure he had a rough time, but I was standing there going, I want to help this man. All I can do is rub his shoulders and tell him he's great. <laughs> that shoulder rub was good. Shoulders rub. Yeah. Look, what two men do in the privacy of their own workplace is between them, all right? At, 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 uh, yeah, just before Kofi lost the title, you know? There was, uh, <laughs> there was plenty of tears there afterwards for Lube. You know, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Boys, it's uh, 3.12 in the morning. How are you? And I'm on night shift mode, so it's fine. Oh, fuck nice. you. I've been awake since 7 o'clock this morning. Yep. Mm. I've just come off 7 o'clock starts. Or 6 o'clock starts, rather. So. Yeah, but you're off today, though. Yeah, I know. And I literally slept all afternoon. Because <laughs> every every morning this week, I've woken up at 3 in the morning. No matter what time I've gotten to sleep at, I've woken up at 3 o'clock. Uh, um, last night being the only exception, because I only went to bed at half 2. Well, see, Gordo, that's what happens when you don't work a normal job. Speaking of, Steve, how do you find your first proper midweek day off? It's uh, uh, it's quite unusual. Uh, I was talking to Kara earlier. Um, I, it was weird. I had a Friday night off. I went to Tesco tonight. Uh, to American listeners, a supermarket. I went to the supermarket tonight. I went to Walmart tonight. And it was amazing. I was like, oh my God, I'm not in a rush to do anything. It's still bright outside. I can get a takeaway. I can go to Supermax, uh, McDonald's. Um, right after this, great. What a time to be alive. And then I got home. It was still bright. I had a shower and I laid down and I watched some stupid shit on YouTube. And I haven't done that in about six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, what? What is life? Fitz, daylight. I've learned to appreciate daylight. It's it's a very unusual thing. <laughs> I, very have unusual. Lost, I have lost daylight. Yeah, I know you're. I, yeah, I, I've, I've been at work three times this week into darkness. Yeah, you're about to hit peak. And, yeah. uh, oh, yeah. we're there. We're balls deep in peak. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's kind of the thing where I used to get up in the morning, you know, before eight, so it was dark. So we live in a dark, miserable, rainy country. Any, any of these lads, like that one guy who listened from Australia that time. We live in a dark, miserable, grey country where it's it's dark most of the time this time of the year. So if I get up at eight o'clock, it's dark. I get home at, say, half seven, it's dark. But now, even during the sunlight hours, I still have that problem. So I don't know what I accomplished in this job move, but... uh, (laughs) There's windows. There is windows. It's a good thing. And I get to sit down. They're new, so you you wouldn't (laughs) have had them before. (laughs) I will say this. My back isn't killing me all the time, so that's a good thing. Mm. And uh, I got paid next week. I haven't been paid in six weeks, so or five weeks, so that's good. Um, you've also had t- opportunities to, you know, diversify your gaming portfolio because you have to know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm contractually obliged to play certain games. I mean, Speaking I mean, of, I do have a code that will be useful for one of the games we were discussing playing that will get you uh, some premium currency for that game. I will send it to you afterwards. You can buy it back for me. Marvelous. We'll play some of that tomorrow night. <laughs> you, uh, I mean, there's, wor- there's worse jobs. There's worse jobs being forced to play games, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, how's life besides work? How's how's everything? Uh, grand. 
So How I'm deep do you want to get? <laughs> I don't know. It feels like it's been a while since we did a four-man booth. Yeah. Uh, we did a four-man No, we didn't. Fitz wasn't here last week. No. Because his car is fucked. There's something Fitz has. Yeah. Well, it's been <laughs> at least two weeks, which is, you know. Fitz. We haven't talked to Fitz in a while. Fitz. Yeah. How's Fitz? <laughs> Take us on the journey of the last few weeks of being Fitz. Take us on the journey. Exactly. I love it. Pull up a chair. Sit by the pool. And we'll plan it out. No, we won't. It's uh, such good shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the last three weeks, I'm after spending about a thousand euro on my car between insurance for the year and just doing up a couple of bits on it. But she's back to normal, I think. Now it was a nice cruise drive. I'm and hoping this is Yowie Wowie. Oh, baby! That's <laughs> uh, so. Went to work today. I got up for work about seven today. Went to work about nine. Just you know, when you wake up, go for a shower, and lie down in bed again. Yeah, that never works out well. Finish work at half six got home for seven chilled for 10 minutes drove down to limerick to swap cars with my dad got back to galway around half 10 went to was this like a fast and the furious need for speed type situation where you had race for pink slips well done well done on using the branding there proud of you <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. well he, he, he tries a Toyota Yaris, so I doubt he'd win anything. <laughs> so it's Tokyo Drift. You got you got them pinkies. You got them pinkies. I own all the cars. <laughs> that was about it, really. Not much excitement happening at the minute. Oh, no, did, did you not meet any anyone in the last couple of weeks? Jesus, you have to fucking remind me if I did. Someone who may have been quite good back then, now, and potentially you ever have will Bret be. Hart stories. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Well done, well done Nicolai. Tell, tell, tell me tales. Tell me tales. <laughs> I'm going to press a button. I remember them last week, but I've had about 58 cans. I can't remember. Hold on. Just took it to my face. Hey. Number three. It's good. Uh, American football Bre- references. So, Bret Hart. Did you know that he was uh, act- the greatest wrestler who has ever lived? <laughs> he oh. likes to draw cartoons. Oh. See, I say that and it seems very innocent until you hear the types of cartoons he liked to draw. Oh, is, is this it, going is to get it, child fiddlery? Is it going to get child fiddlery and no, you're going to ruin no, my childhood? No, Bret Hart? No, no, no. I was going to say, does okay. he draw animations of Paige, Xavier Woods and Brad Maddox? <laughs> you, do you know what, Gordo? You're not very far off. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, is Paige it Sonny? Does he have Sonny cartoons? <laughs> so he was telling the story of how he was backstage way back when, like this is when Andre was around. So this is probably what, late 80s, early 90s time frame. And there used to be blackboards in the dressing rooms, you know, so they'd be able to write out the match sheet. (laughs) Oh, wow. Well, let's just say they get very inclusive in a second because he used to take the blackboards and he used to draw a picture typically of a tree and he'd have all the wrestlers on the tree having sex with each other. What? But uh, he never, he never slept with Sonny. He never had sunny days. Never <laughs> happened. Never happened. Lies. That's lies. That Shawn Michaels promo was pure lies. Pure lies. He went on to uh, say that he once drew a picture of Virgil hanging from the tree, being oh. hung by his own penis. <laughs> oh, oh God! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> this, now, I, in, in in wrestler 1980s 1990s speak is that putting Virgil over though because he had a massive penis well he must have had a huge <laughs> donger to be able to you know wrap it around the tree and around his neck and tie a knot in it like so a Virgil like, <laughs> woo hung oh, for the very very oh Jesus <laughs> God, oh, this is taking a turn. Uh, We're all getting fired, lads. Hey. So he said he followed that up by saying that you know he didn't say who, but he said one of the wrestlers took great offence to one of the drawings that he wasn't too best pleased with how he was featured. Let's just probably say. Virgil, <laughs> <laughs> and he gre- he grabs Brett, pushes him up against the wall, and says, "If you ever draw me again, I'll." Spade seven shades of shit out of your head through the wall, or some form of insult like that. I'm Vince McMahon, damn it, let's hear it. <laughs> and he goes on, and he like, just yeah, sorry, man, didn't mean to offend anything, you know. I'm just, I'm just drawing some pictures. Next day, he comes in, Vince McMahon pulls him to his side and says, Here, hands him the chalk. You draw whatever you damn well want on that blackboard, and if anyone's any problems with it, you come to me. He never he never said anything about offending someone, but Vince found out that someone wasn't happy with Brett's drawings, and he wanted Brett to keep drawing them anyway, because he knew the importance of morale in the dressing room back then. And was Brett the champion at the time? Oh no no no! He wouldn't have. He would have been probably in the tag Heart, team with Anvil at that. Heart Foundation. Yeah, so that could yeah. be the late eighties then. Oh yeah, this is like because like I said Andre was around. Because oh yeah. When true. when Andre retired, Brett had compiled a book of caricatures of all the wrestlers that he would have worked with at the time and he got every single one of them as many as he could to sign them and he handed it to Andre and he imagine what that book is worth Mm. oh stop he handed it to Andre and Andre thought he was just being given it to sign as well and Brett was like no no this is for you it's everyone here has signed it you know we want you to have it and he uh, he said that Andre was actually tearing up when he gave it to him because you know he, he realized how much it meant to him that was Jesus. pretty fucking cool like that was pretty fucking awesome and he said uh, he said he thought there was at least 150 if not more characters in that book so it's a, drawn by Bret Hart signed by each guy he drew a character of as, as a gift to Andre the Giant mm-hmm. oh my yeah. god that's a lot of money Somewhere yeah, Vince yeah. McMahon is out there catching wind of this and saying he needs this to store in that warehouse somewhere. No, he, he's going to pull it out. He's going to air it live on USA on Wednesday nights. <laughs> Opposite Starcast. <laughs> to be fair, I'd Jesus. rather look at that than look at some of the shit they're, they're advertising for Starcast. Oh, They weren't long advertising fucking Eric Bischoff anyway. And that's our segue into the Alleged Wrestling Podcast 112. Oh. I was just going to follow up with another segue to Eric Bischoff there. No, okay, undo the segue, go on. (laughs) (laughs) Because Bret Hart also had some stuff to say about Eric Bischoff. Yay. (laughs) These are always the best. Who are you to doubt him, Dandy, as as Bret Hart would say? Not a fan. Not a fan. Shocking. Shocking. Uh, Oh, (laughs) like the the theme of the, the event was actually Bret Hart SummerSlam matches. Because there's so much to Bret Hart, to Bret Hart that you couldn't spend two hours and try cover everything. Obviously, the screw job would be one of the big things, but there's so many other things. Uh, but he talked about it got on from his SummerSlam matches and it went on to his time in WCW and how Ooh, the booking was so bad. 
effectively is like so the the host Kenny McIntosh is like you know when you landed in WCW or what happened because also you went in there as the biggest name in the business and everyone was wondering you know how had they fucked it up so bad uh and Bret Hart was he, he was dumbfounded as well I was like well that's what happens when you get an idiot booking the show <laughs> like he was he was not holding back at all about anything to do with the show they he put said, him into the fucking NWO oh yeah but he said at one stage he was literally handed a mic and said right you're going out there now to cut a promo and Brad is like what, what what's the promo for and he's like I don't know just just talk for for eight minutes there what what are you talking about and the music hits need to go out so yeah. he's standing in the middle of the ring and he doesn't know what he's going to talk about and he starts talking about Smokey the Cat now I didn't know the story <laughs> or if this was legit or what but he started talking about how he's, he's cat at home and how he had a cat called Smokey the Cat and, and people say Bret Hart has no personality, but this is one of the magic moments. That and the Who Are You to Doubt El Dandy. That, that's WCW and Bret Hart. He gave up. He didn't care I, anymore. But this thing, he went on and he said, oh, what I'm going to do from now on is I'm going to have Smokey the Cat come to all my matches and I'm going to put it in the cat cage and leave it in under the bottom turnbuckle. And what I'm going to do is one time I'm having a wrestling match, I'm going to get into a, a hold, reach over open up the cage, pretend to reach in for the cat, but actually get a block and bring it out and hit the guy with it. it he did this as a promo in the ring and he went backstage at Eric Bischoff. That, that story with the cat. I love it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> overcomes Vince Russo. Okay, I've got this cat. <laughs> Hang on now. There's, 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 a bigger, there's a bigger point to be made out of this. Is this where Natty got her fucking inspiration from? <laughs> oh, oh, well played, well oh. played. I can't remember the numbers. Going with eight. A little bit of the bubbly. That'll do too. That's fine. <laughs> I'll, leave, I'll leave you with one more Bret Hart story, but there are others. Obviously, <coughs> a quick snippet of him hating Goldberg. Absolutely despises that man. Oh, he Think, hates that man. Thinks oh, yeah. it's an abomination that he's in the Hall of Fame. Says he has no business being anywhere near a wrestling ring. Obviously, I think we can... Is he wrong? Before you go any further, is he wrong? I get the business side of it, and the I Goldberg did great business. I think he did wrong. great business for WCW, and he was a big part of the '83 weeks. There are so many, so many people that I knew back then who had very little interest in wrestling. Watched WCW for Goldberg. I think the impact he had on that company alone, and the amount of people he brought in just by doing what he done. In school at the time, Goldberg was... I remember Kane and Goldberg was a big argument when I was in school. It was like, oh, Kane's so cool, but he's such a cartoon character. Goldberg is real. Yeah. <laughs> but see, but the like, thing with Goldberg is... Goldberg like, cut and wrestle. He, yeah, he, he was booked, like, extremely well when you think about it. Like, none of his matches lasted more than, what, 90 seconds, two minutes? All, like, 119 squash matches to have the record. So if you imagine having someone booked that well who could actually wrestle you know that's Asuka. where you should have ended up the big dog <laughs> no, I, I don't even have the head to do that right now yeah, oh yeah. Roman is 15 times the wrestler <laughs> Goldberg ever was yeah. oh without a doubt no yeah. argument there now, Goldberg deserves to be in the Hall of Fame but he does, shouldn't be wrestling anymore no yeah. like those actually, he's had recently just no Yeah, for impact that he had on the business he deserves to be in yeah. But for actual yeah. ability, no. Yeah. My favorite story from the entire night was Brett talking about his 92 SummerSlam match with Davy Boy. 
Yay. So the the lead up to this story was that Brett was the IC champ and that he found out that there was two possibilities of where SummerSlam was going to be held. Nothing had been confirmed. He was told that it was possibly either Washington, D.C. or it was going to be in Wembley in London. And he went to Vince personally and said, I want to drop the belt to either Sean if it's in D.C., or Davy, if it's in London. And at that time, he was saying that nobody drops belts. Nobody offers to drop a belt. Because even back then, it was so hard to come by a title reign because there was legitimately only, what, two or three titles in the business? Yeah, and you had title reigns for years or two years. Exactly. It's not the SmackDown women's division, is what you're saying. (laughs) (laughs) And he was saying, obviously, when you're champion, that means more money. So nobody would naturally come forward and say, I want to drop the belt. But he knew that that was the right thing to do, and he wanted to obviously elevate himself up to the top pitcher as well. So if he could drop the belt, he could move on. So he was booking these two matches effectively in his head, and he was happy to do either of them. But when it finally came time for the decision to be made and London was booked, he said, great, give me Davey in the main event, and we'll put on a five-star match for you. Perfect. Booked. Happy days. For two and a half months before that match, Every day, Brett was ringing Davy to try get him on the phone to book the match and go through the match. Brett had that match worked out from bell to bell in his head exactly how that match was going to go. He had it booked hold for hold exactly how that match was going to go. And he wanted to get Davy on the phone so he could walk through it. The problem was Davy was coked out of his head that summer yeah. with Jim D'Anvo. Brett reckons that the two of them spent half a million dollars each that summer alone on cocaine. I heard that story, but I didn't hear the half a million before. Unbelievable. So yeah. th- literally the night before SummerSlam. That's when wrestling was fucking great, lads. When they're all coked out of their minds. <laughs> it was great. Wellness policy is the worst thing to ever happen. <laughs> it's the worst thing. Hot take. Uh, so much worse sure, they're staying alive. But... Fucking, you know, <laughs> but even when it comes to weed. Genuinely, genuinely, when it comes to something like the likes of weed, and ch- I think it's only fines they get for that now. I don't think they get suspended yeah. for it. But like, Uh, Who cares? That's That's not a performance answer. Yeah, who gives a fuck? I never got that. And that's why they hired Matt Riddle, because New Japan were going after him. They said, well, we'll get rid of the weed. The the weed rule is gone. Forget that one. (laughs) Are you telling me Matt Riddle just went cold turkey when he signed for NXT? (laughs) Not a chance. No, but I have a feeling he ends up wanting to eat a lot of turkey. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Warm or cold. All good. (laughs) So the night before SummerSlam, they have the media junket or some sort of media press day with Sky or whoever. And that was his first time meeting or talking to Davey in two and a half months. Davey only knew the match was happening. Never talked to Brett. Never knew the result. Never knew how the match was going to pan out. And Brett and Davey said to him, I know I'm fucked up. I need some help. And kind of literally broke down in Brett's arms effectively. And Brett just said, look, don't worry. I'll get you through it. And he called the match on the fly in the ring. And Brett said, that's only one of the very, very few matches you'll ever see him cause spots in the ring. And as he said, if you go back and watch it, you'll see him at one or two points actually cause spots. Whereas in any other match, you'll never see or hear him actually cause spots. Yeah, watch it back. I've heard that story before and I watched, I did that. I watched it back. It's, it's actually amazing. The way it's, it's exactly what he says, he, yeah. what he says it is. And he made Davey look a million dollars. Yep, and it was a great moment. SummerSlam 92 is 
this is why people keep wanting Wembley WrestleManias and SummerSlams and stuff. It's that good. Yep. Did he talk about um, Owen in the cage? SummerSlam. Yes. He said Ooh, that... Um, that's my favourite SummerSlam match of all time. He was asked, where did the finish come from? Because obviously it was a cage match. And he had one rule going into that match. Is that in any other cage match, he says to make a cage match feel real, there has to be blood. That was his rule. If if you're having a cage match, you have to have blood. But he didn't want to have blood because it was his own blood in the ring with him in own. And he didn't want his kids or his brother's kids or family looking back over time and saying, why why is daddy and Uncle Brett in the ring bloodied up together? So he's one rule for that match was no blood. And no one argued with him for that. Uh, but he gave Owen the credit for the finish. Owen came up with the finish for it of getting stuck in the cage. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. And you so had like, the family sitting ringside and everything. And ah, oh, good like, times. I could literally, I could have sat there, listened to him for days with the way he was talking. Like, and he's one of these people who knows, I'd say he's got a fantastic memory, all things considered, because he knows exactly what happened in his head. And he's very adamant about what happened and how it happened and why it happened. He's very and meticulous. He's one of the guys that has like he has the videotapes with the the right, you know, the the, the marker stickers. on the side. He has all of his matches. That's where the fucking what's his name match came out Tom of. Tom McGee match. Tom McGee, because he had it. He that was the whole story that he sent it to someone he knew to get it converted to DVD, and that's how it came. That's how it appeared. Oh, okay. He has all of his matches. He has all of his stuff. Jericho has or had. I don't know if he still has. He has a scrapbook with every match he had and the date and what happened in the match. Some indie guys have started doing it. Uh, Hero. Hero done it for a lot of his indie run. At least when he went back after getting released at the time, he actually had a diary of everywhere he wrestled, what they ate, who it was with, how yep. he traveled there, where he ate. Apparently he documented the whole thing because he'd done the thing yep. with high spots every year where it was a diary, basically a year in the life of an independent wrestler. This is the thing, when you look at the Jericho, this is the detail in the Jericho books is he has all of that on record. That's... Yeah. Is, yeah. Heart's the same. Oh, tell the story about the belt before we decide. We're thirty-two minutes in, but on the <laughs> on the actual thing, yeah. yeah, on the thing we're probably uh, I don't know twenty-six, twenty-five, twenty-six in. But the, the belt. Tell the story about the belt fits. We talked about this the other night on WhatsApp in the uh, exclusive <laughs> production chat. So my cousin has an official WWF replica winged eagle belt like this belt is 20 to 25 years old kept in mint condition and he got 97 was the last time they used it 97 98 yeah it was after mania 14 when austin no 13 14 they should remember it's my favorite uh austin broke out this the the skull belt yeah um not skull belt Michael's had it in 90, the 97 was the screw job and, and that was the oh yeah no could, it be, could be 14 or 15 it's it's that period era, anyway. yeah so he had this and he's literally minted and protected like hell which is fair enough anyone should do that but he brought it up and got HBK to sign it last year when we met him up in Vicker Street and his other goal was to get Bret Hart to sign it. So when this came up, he was like, yes, please, let's do that. Now, the debate happens is he doesn't want anyone else to sign that belt 
other than possibly Hulk Hogan. Now that's where I come in. <laughs> and I look at a winged eagle. He's got Shawn Michaels on one side and Bret Hart on the other. The, 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 the biggest story in the history of professional wrestling. And it changed the business is the screw job. And you've got a winged eagle with Michaels on one side, Hart on the other. Close it up. Put it in the frame. That's it. Game unless, over. Unless you can get Vince and Hebner. Yeah. Exactly. The unless you get Vince and Hebner yeah. and, and a picture and Jim Cornette drawing himself <laughs> driving out after Earl Hebner <laughs> in a car. Unless you can get those three things. As Hebner is trying to sell t-shirts to people as they drive out of the car. <laughs> yeah, unless like Earl Hebner has a WordPress site with his knockoff t-shirts and he could sign the bottom of it. Outside of that, I say you leave it there with the six six <laughs> things we've said. Brett, Brett can actually draw the picture of Cornette driving away. There you go. <laughs> it just has to be a penis involved. <laughs> but I don't know how you even consider not putting that in a frame after Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels have signed a winged eagle. Yeah. Oh, it's going into a frame. It's it's finding itself a nice little home. But I can see why he would like Darren to be a bit he's a couple of years older than us, so he kind of grew up in the the Hulk Hogan era. And Hulk Hogan with the winged eagle is iconic for for his generation. Me too. You're not that old, Steve. Well, I'm that old. You're 47. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I, look, it's 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 like anyone else's, you know, anyone's favorite wrestler will always be, you know, a cherished item for them to hold as well. So I can't, I can't wait to see when this is framed up and the, the side plates are, are on display with the two signatures. It's going to be class. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. That is beautiful. And I uh, did see the belts when we were at Michael's last year. Fitz is not lying. There is not a fucking scratch on that belt. I don't know. Oh, I don't know how, where he's been storing that thing, but it is legit. I can't remember. Is did he break off the little tip of the wing eagle just to make it more authentic? No. <laughs> <laughs> just ask Brett to break it off. Yeah, <laughs> can you, sir. Can you do the honors? Just ask Goldberg to kick it. Oh. oh. Yeah. But I mean, there was never a time the WWF Championship meant more. Then Vince McMahon literally screwing one of his guys over. I mean, that's it. That's the peak of that title. Mm-hmm. You'd say Hogan sold out 900,000 buildings over his career, but that's it. It was never more important than that night. And he got both guys. Mm-hmm. Frame it up. Frame it. Seal it up. Put it in fucking carbonite. Done. Never take <laughs> that thing out again. Do not put Hulk Hogan's name on that. You get another belt. Said, get another belt. As you said, if you can get one of the really big picture frames and get the poster in underneath. Yeah. Yeah. Just the Survivor Series ninety seven poster, sandwich board <laughs> AO, AO thing, and that's it. You're ne- that's historical. There can't be many people with Hogan and Michaels winged eagles. There can't be many. I'm sure there's losers in the airports that have chased them, <laughs> but those people don't count because they're losers and they're selling them on eBay. But in your in your in the den, <laughs> the den. May God have mercy on us all. <laughs> but in the den, when you've got a winged eagle with those two lads, with ah, oh, stop! I'm going to go to his house and steal it. I'm telling you right now, <laughs> and I'll leave a crisp five euro there for him as compensation. Is that the same five euro you were trying to get me to work an extra couple of hours with the other night? Crisp, and you turned it down, and it's it's moved down to a crisp. Two euro the next time I have to make. <laughs> <laughs> crisp coins. Jeez, I, I, mean, I mean, all coins are crisp when you think about it. I'm, more, I'm thinking maybe, you know, a shiny two euro. Shiny. I should have said shiny. Freshly minted. Freshly minted. And that'll get you a Dr. Pepper. And Gordo, 
What's the worst that could happen? Jeez, I didn't realize you were from Cavan, Steve. Cavan, sir. Sir, we lose all Ireland finals where I'm from, sir. We have prestige. Uh, speaking of losing, <laughs> Eric oh. Bischoff. Oh, I thought we were talking about United Liverpool on Sunday. Ah, look, I mean, if we get out of there losing three or four nil, I'll be happy. You know, as long as it doesn't get crazy. As long as it doesn't get one of like my one of my FIFA games in career mode, where it's complete fantasy, you know, designed to make me look good. <laughs> Which is we're literally where we are now, but in an opposite town. And uh, yeah. Look, I mean, I'm working at six in the morning the next day. Might go to bed early, go to bed on a nice two o'clock, 2 p.m. Sunday <laughs> <laughs> and hope for the best. <laughs> but uh, speaking of hope for the best, we're really, really, we're, it's the third time we tried to segue into Eric Bischoff here. But here we are. I've been trying to defer it three times. <laughs> Someone say motorcycles. Speaking of Eric Bischoff, here we are. Uh, Eric Bischoff sacked from WWE and uh, what's his face? Oh, Bruce can't Pritchard. think of his name. Bruce Pritchard is taking over creative, a job that Br- Eric Bischoff never actually did. Yeah. So what's the, the story Bruce here? Pritchard has been doing anyway for the last three yeah. or four months. So was this a, there's some conspiracy theories out there and I enjoy these kind of tweets that come out. Um, the Bischoff was announced purely when they were having their financial year end just to give it a little bump things up a bit. Yeah. Hey, Eric Bischoff, the guy that had Nitro. Well, he beat us every week for 83 weeks, you son of a bitch. I'm a genius. And that was it. But, I mean, I'm not going to disagree with that. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked. No. Like, I've seen a few different things. Like, the the story I've seen mainly is that he was, Bischoff was treating it as a regular job. And, you know, he has regular start and end times. Whereas okay. it's Vince, you don't have regular start and end times in that no. job. If he gets an idea at three o'clock in the morning, he's going to call you with the idea at three o'clock in the morning. So when you're not, you said don't want to do that, you're not going to fit in with the job. Like there's people apparently trying to get in contact with Bishop at like 7 p.m. at night and he was having dinner with his wife, so he just wouldn't answer the phone. Yeah, there was a story that he it was found asleep beside, uh, or what's his name? Why can't they give people's names? Oh, free birds. What's his Hayes, fucking Michael Hayes. Hayes. Michael Hayes found him asleep in a writer room at one point. That was one of the I assume his his die was cast at that point. Yeah, I'd imagine so. Yeah. And he openly admits he hasn't been watching wrestling. So we should have kind of seen this coming where it's like, hey, this guy who had a name, he kinda hasn't done anything since those eighty three weeks. I mean literally has done nothing but fail since then ah, and no. he had one of the best entrance musics in WWE back in the day he did he sure did <laughs> let's talk about impact <laughs> like at what point did you think Brock Hogan was going to win the Smackdown championship <laughs> oh god poor Al Eric there's, there's things um, I can say but I believe Hulk Hogan had already said them so uh, yeah. <laughs> like this was this guy was a genius at the time and Vince was too but neither of them have it anymore no. like Simple as that. And Bruce Pritchard, come on. He's a yes is man. It, d- he has, yeah. He has, like, he has been for years. But he it's does a good idea. Like, he... Even if we listen to, like, the, the podcast rant, he, he, he says the stuff that was his idea on the podcast as well. And some of those ideas he had were fucking shite. Yep. 
I'm just saying, like, if you need someone to come up with creative, <laughs> I'm available. <laughs> probably like, a position open if you go on to I, it, like, oh, There are 111 episodes plus lost ones of me being an absolute fucking genius, lads. <laughs> um, but, but Nick nailed it. It was, he is, he's a, he's a yes man. Oh, yeah. So, like, he's always been and always will. He'll be a right-hand man to Vince. I mean, he might as well be Pat Patterson sitting at the pool. But at least Pat Patterson had... He could tell Vince, hey, you're being an idiot. You know, he doesn't have this. So, like, what the fuck? I don't get it. Paul Heyman is the guy that... Clearly, you can see from Raw and what the fuck he got away with putting on Raw this week, that he's at least getting his ideas across. Whereas with SmackDown, if this is what Pritchard is putting together... It's already going to be on FS1 next week. Yeah, but it's samey. It's it's exactly what Vince wants. Oh, it is. Tonight, you saw tonight exactly what Vince wants. And I saw earlier on, and I put a tweet up going, Nakamura versus Roman Reigns for the Intercontinental title. Hook it to my fucking veins. How? Well, if they're, Can't if, wait. If there are talks but of course, NXT it turned into a fucking tag match. Yeah. We should have seen that coming a mile off. Yeah. But if there's talks of them doing this NXT Japan, which apparently has been rumoured and there's been a lot of traction on over the last week... If there's talks of NXT Japan being a thing, surely tonight would have been a good time to give Nakamura a win over Roman. Make it look like we can Japanese stars. Why can't Roman Reigns lose to the Intercontinental Champion? Why couldn't Sami Zayn screwed him or whatever? Because Roman was the number one draft pick and where was, what round was Nakamura drafted in? Oh yeah. Although, I did laugh, they said that all all of these men were drafted, were high draft picks. Baron Corbin went in the fifth round, lads. Yeah. Oh no, we're going to get to that. We have a segment called the draft. Oh yeah, oh, I know, I know, no. But it was just it was something that was on uh, SmackDown that was fresh in my mind. I yeah. wanted to make sure I didn't forget it. Gordo, I thought the WWE corporate. They're currently looking for writers for both Orlando and Stamford. So NXT writer or regular writer. Oh, oh, oh. I, I'm honestly on the. I'm honestly debating applying. <laughs> if you get the NXT job will you put some lights in the fucking arena please you put some lights in the arena when you switch between channels Jesus I don't know doesn't look good for them the fucking light in the air or the light in the end zones of fucking Lambo anytime there's a Packers game <laughs> under the floodlights I swear to God anytime there's a touchdown for the Packers you actually can't see the celebration because they try and flicker the lights and it just doesn't work it, it, they do the fiend lighting for every touchdown uh, you have Corey Graves getting his own official propaganda. I mean, official WWE podcast. It's going to be edgy. They said it's going to be edgy. Is that because they had the biggest fucking edge lord in the company on the fucking thing? Yeah. Oh, he's going to be as safe as houses. Safe as houses. Uh, that. Triple H announces a guest. Yeah, yeah and I guarantee one. it. They'll mention the Wednesday Night Wars once, and they'll completely change. Triple H speaks like a politician. They'll change that subject as quick as possible. Oh, they will, but. Then they can say they mention it. Oh, yeah. and they at least they, they will at least mention it. Me and or my Corey wouldn't Mark have his cool guy creds. <laughs> yeah, but of course the thing is, Brandy Roth is getting a podcast by the end of 2019, <laughs> and lads, we never have to write a script again. We can get an hour and a half out of that, no bother. And as no we said bother. earlier, lads, it's time for <laughs> Brandy Laugh. Yeah, I think that and the Bellas is only so many shit female podcasters that can listen to in a week. <laughs> um, Stardom has been bought by Bushi Road, which is the uh, New Japan parent company. Yeah, uh, WWE apparently put in a put in a bid, but didn't get it. 
and uh, we're going to use stardom talent to base NXT Japan around is what the story was but now we could have had we we, we were that close to Martina <laughs> under WWE contract lads <laughs> we're that close <laughs> That would have been an experience. All right. And here are the wacky wave wheel flight of alarm flailing session buddies. <laughs> <laughs> it would be literally cans of Bavaria. That would have been fantastic. <laughs> uh, that's an intro. I wonder, do they finally Merch put women, kind of women matches? Mm. Yeah, do they have women matches in New they'll, Japan? They'll have, they'll have at least one stardom exhibition match at Wrestle Kingdom, I reckon. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, 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 I don't think they'll merge them properly. Because I don't I, like the way wrestling works in Japan. There isn't really too many companies that mix them. Mm. No, you do DDT do, but other than that, most of the rest of them are either they're either Puro or they're Joshi. There's no real yeah crossover. I, I wouldn't be, either. I like no. the fact that it's separate. But maybe it's a new. Maybe that's their AEW, as in that's their new hot thing. Or holy shit, they're mixing men's matches with women matches in Japan. Are, are they? Worried? Maybe that's their their new thing. Are they worried yeah. that they're losing all the? fucking gaijins to the likes of AEW and now they're thinking shit they need to get something else to fill time maybe just make a fucking deal with AEW just make the deal with AEW it's yeah. uh, Ring of Honor is doing nothing for you mm-hmm. and if I sound a little different this week it's because I'm in a much bigger room so <laughs> I don't know if I'm sounding a little more echoey but uh, much bigger room so apologies for that but yeah, make the deal with AEW. It makes no sense that they're still stuck with fucking Ring of Honor. Makes no I, sense. I think they're still butthurt over Kenny and the Bucks abandoning them. Yeah, that makes. I think so because they really screwed them over, kind of there, there. But yeah, New Japan was dead in the water for a long time. As soon as they were, and and they kind of still are. There isn't a whole lot of interest there. I added, uh, if you skip in our script just below end of oh, I've seen it, I've I seen added, it. Yeah, I added, uh, they had their show, a big show on Monday, one of their big, one of their big shows, King of Pro Wrestling. Uh, there were some changes made last minute to the card, which kind of took away a bit from it. John Moxley wasn't able to make it over because of the typhoon. No, it's AEW, AEW. Yeah, I heard Tony Khan actually tackled him on the runway. Tony Khan caused a typhoon, so. Yeah. Lila Rose was out there doing a rain dance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, Moxley and Jack Zack Sabre Jr. couldn't make it. So, but but Moxley was stripped of the U.S. title because of this, because they're strict on this. If you can't defend your title, you don't. You're not champion anymore. Uh, which is class. Yeah. Which is actually really cool. Someone, cool got was, Someone got like the flu a couple of years ago and couldn't fucking make a show and got yeah. stripped. Like so, it's they're consistent. Was handy yeah. that they had the title though. That they yeah. had it themselves. They were what like, are the chances? <laughs> well, you know. Uh, so yeah, they they put Lance Archer in instead. So it's supposed to be Moxley versus Juice Robinson for the title. Instead, they they slotted in Lance Archer, who ended up winning the title. I would assume he was losing the title that night anyway. I'd I think that so. was yeah. I'd imagine yeah, he was yeah, going to yeah. drop it to Juice Robinson. But this way, I like Lance Archer won it. They kept it as an ODQ match. It was a great match, and I like Lance Archer as US champ. I think that works. Yeah, and He's also that's him. I was going to say it's a nice little payoff after like he's come from being the other guy in a tag team to having that breakout G1 and here's kind of the icing on the cake of a pretty good year for him. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was a great scene with Suzuki and uh, with Liger when he beat Liger and he bowed down to him and left the ring and left the yeah. ring for him. Pretty cool. Suzuki putting people over on his way out as well as like, or, or giving people props <laughs> on the way out as well. Well, he's off to NXT Japan, Nick, so that's what, that seems to be what the story is. I so, yeah. 
allegedly so. Um, well, if you do, if you don't do get a chance to watch out King of Pro Wrestling, Osprey Fan- El Fantasma was fantastic. I heard it was great. Yeah. Um, uh, Okada in a shock beats Sonata for the sixth time in a row. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> it's not the sixth yeah. time in a row. Six time in a title matters. So yeah, I suppose he beat him in the G1, the didn't he? Sonata beat him in the G1. Yeah, yeah. In, in a title match, yes. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's heavily in favour of the boy Okada. Yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Kota Ibushi retained the, the Wrestle Kingdom briefcase, money in the bank contract, uh, when he beat Evil. And apparently Okada has now announced that he's going to f- defend the title in a fight on both nights of Wrestle Kingdom weekend. Yep, it's going to be Ibushi on night, on the fourth, so the first night, and they haven't announced what the second night's going to be yet. Naito! Osprey. I, I, reckon, Naito. I reckon it's going to be Naito. I reckon Naito's coming out. Naito will win the title champ. on the second night. I reckon yeah, Naito's yeah. coming out as double champ. Yeah. Champ, champ. Mm-hmm. The champ, champ. Um... Yeah, we'll get into it eventually, but I want to quickly, quickly... Nick has to go for a sec, but we'll quickly, quickly go through this, Gordo. Lisa needs braces. Waffles. Lisa needs braces. Power arms. The National, National Wrestling Alliance, Gordo, and I fucking love it. It's... Waffles, tire irons, what more do you need? But Austin Idol... <laughs> Austin Idol, he's got a wrestling college. He's got a wrestling college. I got, I got amenities. <laughs> he's got amenities, Fitz. Fitz, are you, are you enjoying NWA? Have you caught I up on it? I have not seen any of it yet. Oh, you'll enjoy it, dude. It, it's very good. It's just like, there's only so many hours in the day to watch these twenty million hours of content that's going. Yeah, currently, I know, and something has to go. And I'm telling you, NWA is at the top of my list to stay. It's my appointment viewing. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. It, you're going to love it. I'm telling you, you're going to love it. Um, yeah, the ads, dude. There's an ad. I, I wish I recorded the whole thing for you, but this... So, so this guy comes on and he goes, back in the day when he used to travel down the road in his old Delta 88, Tony Fox became fond of two things, waffles and tire irons, Fitz. Tire irons. And uh, only here, all my tire irons spray gold, <laughs> and that's why he decided to open his own store Tony Fox Waffles and Tire Irons. And it was and all his tire irons are sprayed solid gold, 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 gold. <laughs> but it's it's so good, it's so much fun. Um, what's the rest Trevor of Murdoch? <laughs> it's it's basic, it is basic. Uh, Trevor Murdoch showed up out of nowhere. Fitz, remember Trevor Murdoch? And uh, the name sounds familiar. Just a tag From team with Lance Cade. Lance Cade. Jesus. Cade and Murdoch. I think they were SmackDown tag champions. Or what was it at the time? They were in the WCW tag team title belts or whatever the hell it was at yeah, the time. It was, that was uh, after that. Sure. It was, yeah, it was, it was for all, Raw had their own titles. It was before the pennies. Okay. Before the pennies became the titles. Before was, the pennies. Yeah, there before was the world pennies. tag titles and there was the WWE tag titles. They had the world tag titles, I think it was. Yeah. Okay, cool. Right, um, but the world team? the world tag team titles would have been originally the WCW yeah. tag team titles when they came in, yeah, yeah. That's where my, my thought the is. The lineage you'd go that way. Yeah, yeah. Um but Trevor Murdoch showed up. Apparently he hasn't wrestled, he's been out of wrestling, he's been working in a construction company for years and years and years. Uh, nowadays you just be become Mike Canellis and you get become a millionaire yeah. for doing nothing. These guys get to do nothing. But um, like, like ask for your release when you're on half a million with a company who's after paying for you to go to rehab twice. 
oh, there's just two sides to that, isn't there? It's like the guy who wants to be an artist or whatever, fine. I respect it. But at the same time, you're 34. There's no money on the indies and you're getting yeah. half a million dollars a year. At the moment, there probably is money in the indies because everyone else is fucking leaving. So they need someone to do stuff. Compared to getting six figures to eat chicken oh, yeah. backstage it's at Raw. It's very different. But and I know. There's no money dis- to be made. No disrespect to Mike Canellis. I don't see him being a, a traveling indie name in the way some of the other guys no. would be. Insofar as most stuff you're going to want to do to really make him shine, he's going to have to be in a place for a couple of months. Yeah, to put a story behind them, it's character work and stuff you need to kind of work yeah. out before you're going to be able to he, do that much. Yeah, like if you look at his Honor stuff, yeah. he was very character heavy, yeah. more so than actual ring work. His ring work is good, don't get me wrong, but uh, well, solid. But yeah, character wise is what he needs, which he's not going to get time to do on an indie. Although you circuit. can get the bu- you can get the but bu- like the way David Starr, you know, he's getting a lot of the buzz for all his character work now, it, and it, it, it now applies across all companies. So if, if you do uh, it in one company, it might work for others. But yeah, it'd be very tough. But yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't see. Do you think he's my age and he's got a kid and another kid on the way? Could be Rusev's. We don't know. <laughs> no, it's been clarified. It wasn't Rusev's. Oh, it's Ricochet's. Could, well, it could be Drake Mavericks because he's not getting the play. Drake Mavericks. Life, so. <laughs> it's hard to know, lads. It's hard to know whose kid that is. But I'm like, okay, I get to sit. I know I have to, it sucks I have to travel around and I don't get to show off what I can do or whatever. But I'm raking in all this money. But how clean is his bank account? <laughs> <laughs> At that stage, dude, if I've got... A kid and a kid on the way. I don't give a fuck where money, comes, where money comes from. But. I have two kids at the way. There's a half million coming into the bank account, and I'm going home to Maria every night. Yeah, it's not a bad life. Like life is it's good. not a bad life, she's, dude. She's it's not, not a bad she's life. Not, she's no hot Asian wife, but she's too <laughs> out of the <laughs> um, But he, uh, anyways, somehow we get back from Trevor Murdoch, <laughs> yeah, uh, who appeared out of nowhere. Um, Ricky Starks, there's a great thing at the end where Ricky Starks had beaten him and Murdoch puts his hand down and goes, well done, kid, it wasn't my night. Simple, it's so, yeah. it's so simple, I loved it. Um, Cole Cabana and Mr. Anderson this showed up. This is exciting. <laughs> this is, I'm definitely going to get that, this is exciting. Yeah. They beat some jobbers. Um, the same jobbers uh, that were in the first show as well though so I don't know if they're jobbers or just true true they're, they're getting they're there just, Nick they're getting you know, there they're talents that are there the I mean if, if they are Mike Canellis waiting for chicken they're <laughs> at the potato stage you know that kind of way they're getting up the line they're getting up the line in catering um, Alison Kay defeats or defends against Ashley Vox was the title who had a she, or well she you know showcase whatever she had her little uh, pride flag hanging out of her pocket which is very un NWA we'll say from back in the day it was cool to see yeah, but it's modern just saying it's modern it was a nice little touch yeah, I thought yeah um, wild cards versus Kingston on homicide ends when the Dawsons those bastards those absolute oh, bastards dickheads they came in and ruined a perfectly good tag team title match and they beat up everyone up beat up everyone up 4am lads beat up everyone up and then you had the closing with uh, Nick Aldis and the interview how they won't let it let anyone talk to his missus it's not his missus but yeah his, his friend that, but uh, yeah his his that's, that's Braun manager Braun's missus <laughs> yeah no it's Bram's missus isn't it nope that's Braun Strowman's missus is it is that Braun Strowman's missus yep holy Jesus oh I thought that was Bram's missus whatever way I, whatever oh. 
Braun Strowman is doing quite well. I followed her this week. I'd missed out on the ascent of her career, but I'm here as she peaks. (laughs) (laughs) And Um, Steve peaks. Yeah. (laughs) Boing. Let's try number six. Oh, baby. That works. That's good. I can't remember the numbers, but that's fine. Um, (laughs) Which, yeah. Um... I love it. It's fun. It's, it's an hour. It's yeah. It's it flies. It's, it's it is. Yeah. It really is. South Pole Regional Wrestling. Like it's pretty really much. Is. Is. It really is. It's exactly what they named it. It. Partic- it's fun, particularly the ads. Oh, the ads are so good. Waffles and tire irons fits. You're going to become obsessed with waffles and tire irons when you see this. Mm. Um, it's it's way more fun than Raw and takes a third of the time. That's. I don't know you can't really put it much better than that it's I, fun like I don't know long term if it yeah. it's going to be able to keep it up but for now it's just it's yeah. with all the wrestling there is right now it's completely different it's a fre- breath of fresh air it just yeah it's nice it's the antidote to overproduced stuff yeah. and the promos the promos are what's going to save it it's just men talking about beating other men up what and more do you want Jim Cornette is great on commentary he really is oh, he really commentary. fucking is yeah Really, really is. Um, AEW then wins tonight. He'd AEW Dark unsanctioned lights out match Kenny Omega versus Joey Janela. So that was Tuesday, aired on Tuesday. Well, I'm talking yeah. through yeah. as we go. AEW Dark, as I said. Yes. Madness. That was insane. I think it, they, it was given 4.25 stars or something by, by Big Dave. Who has inferred that Matt Riddle loves teenage boys? Yeah. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> uh, but I love the fact that they did the table the opposite way to normal. Like they're using the underside of the table for moves and shit. It was weird. It's just I hadn't seen it been done before. It was nice. Unique. That was crazy. I watched it and I swore I'd never watch AEW Dark again after Jordan poisoned me with that tag team match he sent me last week. Poisoned me. I still haven't watched their tag matches. Don't do it, Gordo. Don't do it. Don't Which do it, Gordo. It, uh, it was the, the eight-man eight tag, tag match. It was no madness. Okay, watch it as me, Fitz. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> no, no one, one ever wants will. To watch it as you. You're the worst. Yeah. I'm, I'm not slow, the worst. I'm slowly becoming a when it comes to their tag matches, at least. Yeah. I'm, I'm, Which I'm is why to... I hated this week's show, I lads. This is why I hated it, because it was four tag team matches, and they can't, they can't book tag team matches. They can't comp- do it. For a company that's mad about tag team wrestling. <sighs> we've gone from two words that we hated being wild card rule to <laughs> yeah. two words we hated being referee's discretion. <laughs> I, I'm going to update. I'll update the rules from basically lucha rules to no rules to whatever the ref decides and now you have you don't need to be on the apron to tag in and barbed wire weapons are allowed uh, that's where AEW tag matches are and look as I said to Gordo at work the other day if that's what it is come out and say it I'm totally fine with that it's not for me I'll get that I don't hate AEW AEW don't hate it the tag matches aren't for me I love the the Darby Allen and Jericho style match. You know the idea that yep. the Jeff Hardy Undertaker style thing. Mm-hmm. So, hook it to my veins. I like it, even though the match made no sense. But we'll never really get there. <laughs> I like that idea. I like that there's a big presentation and that everything feels big and it's presented well and it's not in a dark fucking university shithole in NXT. The tag matches are dragging them down for me. 
it was this week specifically there was a lot of tag on it like there was there was four of them Nick. only two singles matches on the card like everything else well, was tag it's matches. a tag team tournament so yeah it's going to be naturally... only two of the matches were in the tournament though yeah there were there two other tag matches <laughs> and they were bad they were just bad which ones did you not enjoy all of them fits all of them i hated them Use all words. you also you said you mentioned the tournament both tournament matches weren't as advertised either both of them had substitutes yeah, yeah you can't blame one of them no you know no. luchasaurus being injured was a bit unfortunate and it really bastardized that match because oh. trying trying to convince yourself that Fucking Marco Stunt. Marco Stunt can kick out of any move from Pentagon is just beyond belief. There's been a lot we of need to talk this about this. Fitz. But he's like Ray Mysterio. But he's like what Ray Mysterio that, to deal with. That needs to be thrown off a bridge. Ray Mysterio was jacked out of his gills on steroids. He was a big, kind of small guy. Marco Stunt looks like a kid. He literally he he starts every match by fucking flossing. Yeah. No, and to be fair, right? Maybe there's an audience for that. Whatever. We're old. We don't get it. Fine. But he doesn't. It doesn't look right in there. It doesn't look right when Pentagon spikes him on his head and he kicks out it too. I think him at ringside works. He'd like yeah. jumping yeah. and doing the odd move here and there, just like little bits like that. That that works absolutely fine. Hundred percent. I and I like. I like. I like. I I didn't hate this match, but I think yeah. It just it looks it's uncomfortable kind of watching him because it does look like you're watching a kid getting beat up. <laughs> yeah, you're taking it another way. I'm like, this guy, this is ludicrous. You're like, oh god, that child has been beaten to within an inch of his life. <laughs> but that's probably that's probably what the general TNT viewer sees, though. Yeah. We're like, dude, what the fuck is this guy doing in here? But just before we go match by match or whatever, Gordo, can we talk about Wednesday or Thursday at work? Where I walked in, I came in at two o'clock. Order was there, and he, I walked in and saw his computer. He was watching AEW, and he's on like, lunch, "Oh, match yet?" On lunch, on lunch, on lunch, on lunch. Yeah, whatever. And uh, fuck off. I see, <laughs> I see Pentagon on his screen. I was like, uh, "How's this match going?" He's like, "Oh, it's pretty good." I was like, "Oh, you haven't got to it yet, then, have you?" <laughs> kind of in my head. <laughs> he's like, "Oh yeah, cool." I said, "Gordo, just uh, give me a shout and let me know what you think of the match." So me and Gordo sit opposite each other across the pod thingy. And Gordo just stands up and stares at me. Honest to God, for about 30 seconds without saying a word. I was like, so, uh, you saw where Pentagon was standing in the ring and he got tagged in, did you? <laughs> and he said nothing. He said nothing. <laughs> true story. 100% true story. 100% true story. And there's all these people. We work a lot of people who were just standing around going, what's wrong with Gordo? I was like, he's fine. He's fine. He'll be fine in a minute. He, the tag team wrestling has been offended and he's not happy. Give him a minute. <laughs> I, I take my tag team wrestling very seriously and the people around me need to know that. <laughs> yeah, that was bad. I, I, was bad. I, got, I got angry. I saw, I saw the red mist. But you literally stared at me. I was actually getting afraid. You didn't say a word. You weren't even having the crack. You weren't no. even being jokey about it. You were like offended. I, actually, I, did, I didn't even know how to put into words how I felt. Uh, <laughs> Can you put it in words bad. now, though? Um, I could put it into one word. Anger. <laughs> I'm, I'm all so for bad. a little bit of leniency with this, sort with the rules and shit. But this is ludicrous it's 
I've said it since the very early stage of this. One of my favorite things is tag team wrestling. I think it's a completely different art form to any singles match. I think when it's done right, it's probably the most beautiful thing in wrestling you can see is a well put together tag match. Look at DIY versus Revival. Look at fuck it anyone against fucking American Alpha back in the days. So many beautiful tag team matches. AEW is not having that for me. It's it's not like lucha rules. It's not even old school fucking tornado tag rules. It's just clusterfuck rules. It's the indie style. It's not, yeah. I don't even know if it is though. There's a certain amount like indie matches you have sometimes they break down a bit, but you don't have this level. You don't have tags. You don't have tags in the ring. You don't already in the ring. <laughs> you don't have tags where both of them are standing on the apron, which happened in the first match. Yeah. Um you don't have a match in was was that the main event match? No, it wasn't, sorry. But it despite JR saying four times what a main event for the second round of match. <laughs> yeah. um, Jungle Jack. Jungle, Jungle Jack. Jack Perry. Jungle, Jungle Jack. Boy Jack. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, fuck. Um, despite how many times JR wanted to say it was a main event, it wasn't the main event. But like the whole barbware weapons shit with the ref literally oh, looking right at it. And then leaving oh. the ring because he didn't want to get involved in it. Yeah, and then pack. That it in was the, the end of it for me. That was the end of it for me. I actually I switched to NXT after that. I said, no, nope. nope, can't. And the worst thing is, and I've seen it on Twitter. It's not only us. More and more people are saying that this has turned them off. It like the only it, I like. It's all fine if they just clarify the rules. They just haven't yeah. done that, and they yeah. said they were going to. Like they said at the start, they'd have like all these rules set. They're going to go out. The they said they were going to unveil the plan for like the stats and all and how they're going to do the rate rankings and who gets shots and stuff like that none of this has been unveiled yet yeah but Nikki they also said they're going to have that show in Dublin that time remember <laughs> it's coming it's we coming. were there we were we there Mar- we Marty Squirrel sang all I want for Christmas is you and the lads announced we're going to have a show over here I remember Cody's just gone out for a packet of smoke lads <laughs> it's going to be fine uh, no, I think Captain AW has said a single word for all the talk about AW. Go yeah. on, Captain AW, please. And we're not hating; we're just pointing stuff out. We're not being a dick. I want, about I wanted to succeed, and I wanted to be better. So do I. Oh right, I, I can talk now. <laughs> I was, you could have I, 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 I was, I was letting you have a ramble. There, to be fair, <laughs> there, oh, there's no defending the whole Pentagon tag. That was visual aids. Uh, Nobody can can argue that one. Uh, the barbed wire thing didn't really mind too much. Didn't bother me. Can't say that caused too much issues in, in my mind. Why though? <laughs> a, pox, a pox on you. You're up there with them fucking <laughs> Extinction Rebellion lads, aren't you? <laughs> There's fits on top of a train. train. <laughs> oh, that wasn't the only thing though. They hit, they hit three trains actually. Bit of a segue. They hit three trains. They were under through for two of them and they glued themselves to a third one. What? And this is supposed to be to campaign for better like public transport and shit, right? Uh, to campaign for being better for the environment. Yeah. Um, so they targeted what I'm pretty sure it is still the most eco-friendly, environmentally friendly, or environmentally efficient, rather, mass transit system in the world. Isn't glue, like, not eco-friendly? <laughs> yeah. Am I crazy? Or... Yeah, and instead, because these trains were delayed, a full service had to be delayed for oh. hours during rush hour, which drove people to have to get the likes of taxis or take yeah. their own cars 
further polluting. Hang them. Hang them by their toenails. Hang them from a tree with their penis a la Virgil. (laughs) Put them in an AEW tag match and see if they can survive. (laughs) Look at it. No, but Fitz, uh, we're not... No one will survive. (laughs) We're not being dicks off. It's just kind of... It's hard to ignore. But it was hard to ignore because there was four tag team matches. Do you know that kind of way? It was... It was a lot. If there's one match, you were like, eh, whatever. I mean, there can be a bad moment in Raw, in a good Raw. You know, they're rare. You know, not the good, not the bad moments, the, the good Raws. Mm. Um, but uh, you can ignore a bad moment in a good show, but if there was four matches of it. You're like, oh, God damn it. It just <laughs> kept getting worse. As I'm watching it, it kept getting worse. And I was like, oh my God, he didn't even, he's not even on the apron. I was, I was fit to throw the fucking laptop out the window with tag matches after the second one. And then it was like, he's not even on the apron. He's not even on the apron and he's tagging in. He's in the ring and he's tagging in. Mm-hmm. And then the next match, he's using the two lads that have come out with barbed wire fucking weapons. And the referee has walked out of the ring to let them use them. And it's not at his qualification. Well, he tried That's to stop them, like, but then he's peak. just like, no, I can't. No, but maybe, yeah, so DQ. but maybe they want me gone. Maybe they want people like me gone. I Genuinely, want maybe they don't. No, that's fine. I get it. I totally get it. I understand the show is not for me. I totally get it. Maybe they want people that are more old school heads gone, and they don't. They don't care what they think. That's fine no, too. You're, you're you're ECW totally, did it. ECW did it. The thing is, they ECW to went out of their way to do it. You're, I'm not trying to look for fault. It's right there. There's barbed wire baseball bats being used in a tag team match, and it's not disqualification. Yeah, and I'm an ECW what, head, these, and they drove older heads away. I'm used to it. You're it's one fine. of these snowflakes on the internet now, trying to oh, sir. trying to find something to take offense to. Just <laughs> no, en- sir. Just enjoy it for what it is, will you? They wrapped it in barbed wire and hit me in the face with it, sir. Hit me and in the face with it. They hit him in the face. And it wasn't disqualified. in a six-match card. You're <laughs> such a snowflake. Get over it, like. Uh, get over it, dude. It's a wrestling show with no rules. <laughs> I can't get over it. I'm too old. I cannot get over it. Say there's no rules, but there was rope breaks in the street fight. So there was Fuck. <laughs> Did they just move all the rules over to that one match? Not <laughs> the AW where the rules are where the ma- rules are made up and the matches don't matter. <sighs> that uh, was bad. That was very very bad. <laughs> I love how Vince is dying on the hill of the barbed wire bats in a tag team match. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I, I'm fairly consistent in, in like I know what I like to watch, and the barbed wire thing doesn't matter to me because. In that particular scenario, it was one person from each team was about to break the rules. So in my mind, I can say, okay, well, the ref says, well, it's not just one person taking the piss here. Both teams are taking the piss. So instead of throwing out the match, which what would have happened to WWE, and everyone would be like, oh, then he just said, fuck it. Go crazy. I don't give a fuck. And they figured it out themselves. Because who has a DQ in a main event? <laughs> well no, it, exactly. <laughs> it was the advertised main event JR. by JR. JR G- said it was no, that was a, that was the Omega pay, uh, page in Moxley Pack. Yeah. That's what we're on about. That was the Barb Wire one. Oh, it was the yeah. Barb one. Damn it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See? So so holy shit, they actually fucking said it. They actually broke it yeah. was not being the elite. Mm-hmm. But yeah, main yeah. The, the actual main event, the the street fight. Learn from WWE's mistakes. Just they're very, very basic things. You know, don't fuck up a no DQ match. Yeah, 
Other than that, I really like that match. Other than that, like that was just the one thing that was like ah. Oh. But I, other than that, I actually really enjoyed the Jericho Allen match. That was great. I think Jericho needs to get in the gym a bit more. His mobility is becoming an issue. I think. Well, his finisher, he just has to stand and twist and hope blood runs into his elbow. <laughs> <laughs> like, obviously, I know he's a busy man touring and all that sort of stuff, but he's the, the world champion of a of a new company that's getting a lot of eyes. He needs to be putting himself in better condition. Too many I think wearing the T-shirt didn't hurt. Oh, it helped. It definitely helped, mm-hmm. but you that doesn't cover up, you know, being slow to get up or... I think Darby Allen was working moves. 100 miles an hour though at the same time, dude. Everyone it was, but the this is every match. Yeah. This was Okada as well. This was Evil. You know, th- this has been a-, a thing for a while now. And I think everyone assumed that when AEW kicked in full time that he would have been up to speed. I did too. Mm, yeah. But I, th- I think it's something that somebody needs to say to him. To be fair, it's something he should have noticed himself. And I've been a bit hypercritical here because I can't exactly criticize anyone for being uh, out of shape but it's just something that if you're in that era that industry that moment that jericho is in he needs to be better i was gonna say yeah, it's not really hypocritical because it it's not your job to have to get up off a wrestling mat 20 times a night but you see him last week in AEW with the purple jacket and the ah oh, stop yeah. what a star and oh. then you see it this weekend. Yeah. Well, that's it. Like you got you got the best of both worlds right there, and don't don't nobody don't please don't say yeah, the best of both worlds. Oh, I do. Yeah, want to I do. <laughs> but like you got the best of. Jericho we got worlds. it all. I'm gonna slap you in the face. We're not afraid to dream big. Why can't I mute any of you cons? Bitch. Is it because we're not afraid to bring the fight? Because we got the best of both worlds, and it starts here tonight. <laughs> All the stars stay alive. <laughs> a little bit of the bubbly. He left. He left. Fitz is gone. He's dead now. <laughs> oh no, he just turned his camera off. He's still there. Send a quick wank for a playthrough. <laughs> Over that song because oh, of its sick lyrics. Wank of my dulcet tones. <laughs> Nobody ever will do that. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, an hour and 16. We need to start moving. Uh, Quicker than Chris Nick. Jericho anyway. What? <laughs> we'll be thrown off the internet that's probably copyrighted <laughs> and that's Sasha Banks singing that one of course she sings her own theme song too. <laughs> uh, tell me about NXT boys tell me tales it was good it was a good Bye. show overall I thought all I will say is, my God, is it good to have Champa back? Oh, Daddy's home. Daddy's home. Mm-hmm. Daddy's home. I was very angry with NXT this week. Go on. They didn't give us a definitive finish in the Lee versus Dijak match. Yeah, that was annoying. Mm-hmm. But they're still tied. It means they can still have the rubber match. Doesn't matter. They're now 1-1-2. One, one, and two. The whole my biggest argument with WWE for the last five years is promise one thing, deliver another. Just fucking let us have it. Have it subject to change, Fitz. Hey, Gordo, 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 get get fucked. Fitz, 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 hey. Fitz, 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 we're not afraid to dream big. <laughs> I will end your existence. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, so you're not afraid to bring the fight. I love how get fucked has been replaced with we're not afraid to dream big. <laughs> Oh, and this is what happens also at fucking 20 past 4. Oh, lads, it's nearly 4. 20 past 4. Lads, I'm, I'm, I'm awake 21 hours here. Can we move on? <laughs> anyway, NXT was quite good. It was. Uh, I thought uh, Pete Dunne and uh, your man learned to wrestle anyway, Damien Priest. He did. Uh, what's his face? Martinez. Punishment Martinez. Mm-hmm. It kept him in like the old lab for a while. Gordo's favorite wrestler. <laughs> I'm not Jesus, he was brutal in Ring of Honor. He was fucking brutal. I didn't he was hate terrible. Him. I didn't. Hate I couldn't believe he was a professional wrestler in Ring of Honor. <laughs> Genuinely, yeah, I couldn't believe it. We all know you it. don't know what professional wrestling really is. So it's one. Uh, he is the male Nia Jackson Ring of Honor, <laughs> he, he, and that's a compliment. He was, he was terrible, he was dude. He was fucking friends. terrible. He was, he was terrible. Yeah. Which was his finisher. Yeah, he was yeah. literally botching a chokeslam every second match. My like, dude, come He's on. He's one of the worst wrestlers I'd ever seen. And then to get on TV, we'll say. And then here we are now. He's yeah, he's picked up a few bits. Um, like the whole end. A little bit of the wrestling. Mm, a little bit of the wrestling. A little bit of wrestling. Do, do, um, do, do. His, but his whole entrance, the whole spectacle of it, they've even yeah. changed some of the camera angles. He, he, lo- he robbed the Lars Sullivan pose. Silhouette, the son of a bitch. Well, to be fair, it's not like we're going to see Lars anytime soon. Hey, oh, thank you, Christ. Um, yeah, no, it was a good match. Uh, you know, you always know what you're going to get with Don. Um, and did uh, oh, was it did Mauro turn around at the end of this match and say, In the ball's eye, in the ball's eye? Yeah, <laughs> he did. I'm right in the ball's eye. That's okay. I wasn't sure it was a bullseye or bullseye. Um, it was the same with tonight where I wasn't sure if Cole was saying Carmella or Carmelo. <laughs> he, seemed, he seemed to be 50-50 in that. Carmelo up, Anthony. Because um, <laughs> even the second time he said it, like, he's definitely fucking saying Carmelo. Uh, yeah, no, that was a really good match, a really Carmelo. good main event. And he seems to be doing a thing, I think, since over the last couple of weeks at least, where they bookend the match with two, or they bookend the show with two, very big matches, yeah, and then they fill everything else in in the middle. I mean, they had Champa Garza at the start. Garza is fucking pure charisma. I, I, I oh love Garza. God. He's, so he's, he's what they wanted Del Rio to be. Yeah, even Andrade. I know Andrade's. Yeah. I love Andrade, but yeah, this is kind of same similar vein, like. Yeah, um, and still, how has he not learned to take off his pants before the match? <laughs> <laughs> the old Captain like, Sexy ripoff. Like. Yeah, it's like halfway through. Oh shit, I forgot these are still on. Hey. Um, yeah. He's I'm just em- em- emulating his hero Tai Chi. Oh, fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fucking start. Best of fucking <laughs> no worlds. <laughs> I'm not sure I like how NXT are booking the card though. It's. I don't know what the main events really are. Or there's no feel of a a build within a show. There's no. Yeah, like at least with other shows, there's a opening segment and that leads to what happens in the main event type thing. Yeah. Not not even that. Like I I take not having that every week on Raw, hmm. but like you know an opening segment and then move on to the next thing and it's building to you know lower card or like even start with like a, an upper card match then lower mid and then finish on an upper you know have the arch going up so that the actual main event is the last thing you see that's the big crescendo well, at the end and like, things, what, what they're well, doing is basically the story is most built up for the matches they have on that night and the, the done priest thing they've been kind of hyping for a few weeks now since the obviously priest attacked done on the first live show they've had a video package and all since then hyping it up so it was kind of the most hyped match they had on this card 
Not a chance. Keith Lee Dijak was way well, more. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you that. But they. I think they're literally counter programming as they go on. As in, you know, the women's match was on at the same time as the women's match that and that sort of stuff. Multiple women's matches. Yeah, but as a, sorry, the uh, Io Shirai match yeah. was on the same time as the women's title match. C- can we just take a moment just to appreciate Io Shirai? Yes, we can. Oh, I'll always appreciate like, Io. Just took it to my vein! I'm Vince McMahon, damn it, let's hear it! Touch, touch, please, touch. Oh, baby! I was there you go. I was listening <laughs> to uh, a little bit of the soup on the way uh, down to Limerick today. Apparently, Io Shirai has a sister. Oh. Called Mio Shirai. Oh, yeah. I did Gordo actually hear that. Phone I did it. This is, <laughs> like, it sounded like yes. a legitimate thing. Yeah, no, he said that she was not as good looking, but a better wrestler. Yeah. I, I, I don't know whether he was taking the piss or not. I actually genuinely couldn't tell. But mm-hmm. Gordo? Well, Gordo has confirmed. Is this a thing? Yeah. Which number should I go with, Terragordo? Um, we'll try number five, I guess. Number five. Touch, touch, yeah. please. Touch. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so much, I'm pretty sure it's my catchphrase on a night out, as you saw last Saturday. Hmm. A little bit of the bubbly. That bitch. There you go. Also successful. Oh, wait, before, while we're here and now we don't care, it's half four in the morning. What's zero? Yowie, wowie. That's where yowie, yowie was. <laughs> oh. I'm a genius. I'm a genius. I knew where I'm a genius was. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I um, always appreciate a bit of EO. Um, and Kurgans was a Caden Carter. Yeah, formerly Lacey Lane. Lane. Um, I am a very big fan of the former Lacey Lane. Yes. Yes. For very different reasons, <laughs> but still. <laughs> yeah. Not- Yowie wowie. Great match, really short enough match, but they put a, managed to fit a lot of stuff into that short match. Um, yeah, I fit a lot of stuff into that short match too. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> zoom, zoom, zoom. Yowie, wowie. Uh, just saying, Lacey Lane or whatever you're called these days. I'm a fan. Good career, good career, <laughs> Steve. Is it very good career? Yes, I see uh, her career in WrestleMania main event. The burgeoning, burgeoning. Oh, yes, burgeoning career. Uh, I'm a fan of Lacey Lane. I'm just saying. And the other match then was Tanara and Tegan Knox. The other side. Oh, of the I am a big fan of Tanara. <laughs> Tegan two knees. She's done it. Uh, She's I'm, got I'm, both I'm, of her knees. I'm a fan of Tegan knees as well. What? She is our <laughs> shiniest running knee wizard. <laughs> 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 oh, they're the same creepy move. No, lads. They're the same move. They're the same move. But hers they're is the, the shiniest. Move. Uh, hers is the shiniest of its. Uh, Tanyara Kanti with her judo. Oh, Doing all the judo sucky. stuffs. I, I like that she's in the integrating now. I think it, it works better because before that she was, you know, she came with the black belt and obviously she wasn't really doing much black belty stuff. So I like that mm. she's now integrating a bit and it, it works better. Oh, 100%. Shocky, ducky, quack, quack. If she could stop yeah. nicking that thing from the gymnastics of squatting on the apron, though, on the way in, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot, it's a lot, it's a lot better. Yeah, uh, I, it is. I much prefer watching Tanara do it than watching it. <laughs> it, is, but, it is, but it's still gimmick infringement, and gimmick infringement is no joke, right? Like we, we don't like it when everyone else, including Corey Graves, steals our idea of having a fucking wrestling podcast. Can you believe Corey Graves has stolen our idea to, uh, to invent Corey, a wrestling Corey podcast? Corey Graves and Brandy Rhodes in the one week have both stolen our ideas to have wrestling podcasts. 
Wow. As the first guys to ever come up with this idea, I am shocked and appalled. I swear to God, I had no problem with certain other people taking the idea. The soup guys, yeah. sound guys, no problem with it. To the extent the Bellas, because fuck it, they're just idiots and are hilarious. So, you know, certain people had no problem with it. Um, but no, this is where I draw the line. Brandy Rhodes can fuck off. Um, yeah. And as for the Edgelord himself, he can go fucking... I actually, I cannot wait, Gordo. I can't wait to hear that podcast just to see how propaganda it is. <laughs> I'm looking forward to like, hopefully it launches the week of uh, Halloween Havoc. Yeah, and then there's like a propaganda. It's, you know where there's a Bluetooth message on a normal podcast? There'll be like a, welcome to Saudi Arabia where like, women can thrive and vote and whatever you want. This is brought, this is brought to you by Mohammed's Magic Carpets. <laughs> oh, Jesus I don't fucking know. I don't know what businesses they have over there. Uh, half four in the morning, we thought this was hilarious, but half ten in the morning, I'll be like, oh, shit, I better cut that out. Edit that one out there. It's, the, uh, it's debuting it, on anymore. Wednesday, October 30th. The day before. So the day before. The day before. <laughs> so it's going to be packed with crown jewel things. Fantastic. Uh, and, if you, and if you want your life to be packed with crown jewels. <laughs> I really hope it has a blue shoe sponsorship. I really do. <laughs> it's like a like a Saudi Arabian propaganda version of Bluetooth. Like, you know, praying to the East or whatever. And if you want to have sex with a woman, pray to the East and don't do it. You know? Just <laughs> just chop man's head off. Oh, oh. oh. breaking news that there's lantern for his match. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, the fiend is facing Rollins at at Halloween Havoc. Is he going to bring the severed head out in Saudi Arabia? <laughs> I was gonna say, if it's not a special Khashoggi team one, they're missing a trick. <laughs> Look at the Washington Post logo on the fucking severed head. Have <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know Fitz's? Okay, this is what work on a podcast with Fitz's room looking awful green there, <laughs> like very green. He's a rave, so he is. I've seen videos like that on the intertubes. And <laughs> Fitz, it doesn't bode well for you sitting on the couch and just saying, "What's he watching? Big green square." Uh, oh football. football he's watching football oh, there he is. <laughs> it's keeping me awake I'm not going to lie I'm hanging right now <coughs> oh, okay well we get to the scorecard so uh, the ratings scorecard is once again AEW wins it's 3-0 NXT or sorry 3-0 AEW uh, both shows are down again though so we're still kind of waiting for that settle point to see where they are. AEW seems to have settled yeah, over around that, just over a million. Yeah, yeah. baseball. AEW just going to settle over a million, I suppose. Mm. That'll be their their home, we'll say. Mm. Um, NXT was what seven, just over seven hundred thousand. So maybe that's where it settles. I don't, maybe that's where. I, I, if people, more people are feeling what we're feeling, that might start changing. Mm. Well, see, I like. I reckon baseball is probably still affecting it as well. So once all this, well, it's affecting SmackDown to a point of it's been moved to FS1 <laughs> exactly, next Friday. Yeah, yeah true. Yeah. Oh my God. So I reckon once that ends, then we'll see kind of, and it'll be a couple of weeks more further down the line. We'll see probably real, yeah, likely yeah. audiences. It'd be interesting to see like six months down the line yeah. to see where both of them are. I have a feeling that 
AEW will keep their fan base. It might drop under a million here and there, but they'll probably settle around yeah, that. Around Who that, knows? Yeah. They'll have yeah. between 900,000 and 1.1. Like, not a 9 yeah. and a 1.1 is And if Vince is getting 12 people to watch NXT, it's 12 less people watching AEW, and that's the only reason it's on the fucking USA Network. Simple, let's face it. That's the only reason to have it out they're there. They're being paid to fucking air this show. Let's call it yeah, they're being paid to they're being paid to take viewers away from AEW, yeah. and that's exactly what he wants. They're being, so. they're being paid to do that, whereas at the end of the yeah. day, AEW are having to... They're still trying to get all their pieces in place, so it's costing them money, whereas WWE are being given money to air this. That's another thing. Well, hopefully... There. And hopefully it settles out and they can actually... Hopefully, yeah, and I hope to God they're making money on... A- I hope to God AEW are making money on it. Yeah. I really do, because it'd be a disaster if... Do we know how long... It'd be... You cannot go back to 2018 backlash. We no. can't go back there. <laughs> how long? We've gone too far. Do we know how long of a deal have they signed with TNT? Not sure. So one, one or two years, I think, I under say, agreement is, with a review. Yeah. Yeah, like you, they, you're not going to put a long deal on that when it's the unknown. Yeah, That's it was the unknown. Because they had them on the viewership based on, or the payment was based on ad revenue, wasn't it? I think mm-hmm. so, yeah. So obviously the more viewers the more money they get so they didn't get like a lump sum that WWE normally get because that's what WWE always operated under until recently when live TV became the mecca (laughs) because TV's TV companies are dying they're in their death throes and they're throwing money at shows that don't deserve the money they're getting live sport people need to realise like it's entertainment they finally need to start realising though that this entertainment I like that but this whole thing around you know is this live sport if they're going with the whole thing of where live sport is the reason why these TV deals are existing for wrestling when it comes to giving out ratings and stuff you have to leave the fucking DVR audience out of it yeah and this is a big thing and I've seen a couple of places I know Meltzer and a couple of others started bringing out this oh here's the real viewership when you bring in 24 hour DVRs that shit's not relevant because people but they did it last week when you're skipping the fucking ads I don't care. You're skipping the fucking ads if you DVR this. They did it last week where AEW was at 1.4 the first week and then went to 1.8 or whatever the hell it was. Uh, or 1.08, whatever the hell it was. I can't remember, 1.018. Um, and then they started bringing in true TV numbers and 24-hour DVR numbers. We're like, well, you didn't do that last week and when AEW hit 1.4. So let's be consistent. And also he thinks that Matt Riddle... Likes. is big with teenage boys <laughs> so. or teenage boys are big about Matt Riddle who knows well I mean I'm sure there's you know fair place to them he's, he's fair good looking lad it's a good looking lad and he had his penis out on Twitter so anyone who wants to see it it's right there ratings <laughs> so, um, which way are we going I'm going NXT I went to AEW last week I hate the fact that I'm going so heavy on NXT the last couple of weeks, but I have I, I can't forgive some of the shit I saw in them tag matches, so I'm going to NXT. And NXT wasn't a great show. It wasn't. It's just AEW really annoyed me. Um, like don't go wrong, there were certain things about it. Great to see. Uh, oh no, it was it wasn't that it was bad. It's just there wasn't anything going on. Yeah, it was flat. It was good to see good, good to matches. See returns though. Good to see Champa back. Uh, delighted to see Tegan back. Um, yeah, like neither neither were a great show this week, but I just saw some of the shit that I saw on AEW makes me say I'm going NXT. Yeah, Fitz. neither was very good, but NXT didn't annoy me. Fitz, I'm gonna stick with AEW very, 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 very marginally. 
Keith Lee Dijak, if that had a definitive finish, NXT would have won it for me. I give you that 100%. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to give it to NXT, but very similar as you get. Like, I, I did it, overall, I think I enjoyed ish both shows. Not as much as I have the last few weeks, but I think NXT just was a little better than AEW this week. Can, can I throw out an yeah. overall? Marginal. Yeah. Marginal this week, though. Very, very close. marginal. Whereas last week it was a landslide AEW. Like, landslide. Except for Gordo, who picked NXT. <laughs> I thought it was a landslide. No, I, <laughs> well. I have, I unfortunately, yeah. I, I, I hate this, but I have not picked AEW yet. Mark, yes. Yeah, so Gordo's went all NXT. Fitz has gone all AEW, and me and Steve have and been. Do you know we've been in between. I've, yeah. I've, I've, before this all aired, I was vice captain AEW, mm. and I yeah. haven't gone for them once yet. Well, the overall score reflects both mine and Nikki's picks. Was AEW one NXT two? Yep. Yeah, it's yeah, it's been that close. Like, but in the grander scheme of things, and unfortunately, this isn't going to be very inclusive to Fitz because he hasn't seen it yet. But uh, since all since three of us have seen two episodes of this so far, in the overall scheme of wrestling, the last two weeks, are we all in agreement that NWA is the best fucking thing in wrestling right now? I love it, man. It's I fucking love entertaining it. Entertaining me the most. I don't want to say the best, yeah. but it's tire irons, bro. Tire irons. <laughs> Waffles, dude. Waffles uh, and tire irons. Um. Yeah. No. It, it's the one I look forward to the most. That's what I mean, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Not, not best. Um, the matches are very... Because I know... Yeah, they're basic. But they're fun. Yeah. It's a fun show. Yeah, it doesn't annoy it. me. It doesn't insult my intelligence. And it's fun. I Again, second week where I just loved the commentary. Cornette and yeah. Joe Galley. Like, Galley is Tom Phillips. Yeah. He is 100% Tom You'd Phillips. It's, it's, it's interesting. The promos. It's just like... The promos don't insult you. Yeah. The, the guys want to come out there. The belt is the goal. And beating up other people yeah. to get there is the goal. Eli Drake came out. Simple and as that. James Storm and says, look, don't worry yeah. about it. I'm not here to fight you. I'm not dressed to fight, clearly. Uh, he said something to insult him or whatever. Then he's like, look, the way you look at this title is, that's your ti- that title is your stepping stone. You should be the next in line for the world's title. You should be next up for that. I believe in you. Best of luck, but win or lose, whatever happens next, just remember I, I want to be. Uh, your boy wants to be next up. Yeah, it was like, don't forget your boy. Yeah, it was like cool, simple, Fucking cool, simple. It's a statement of intent. It doesn't have to be blindsiding someone after a match. It doesn't have to be a huge amount of trash talking. It's just like, look, this is signed. You're next up. It's setting the tone of what the title should be, and also setting up a possible next contender in just three lines worth of dialogue. He done that. So simple. It's great. Um, I love it, and it's cartoonish as well. It's just stupid. Yeah. I love it. I think we move on to. I'll replay last week's one because it was. It's gone down well. Uh, move on to the main roster. I'll replay last last week's clip and add a little bit to it. Really slaughtering the inflatable people. Her her, her trademark. <laughs> Ron, are you okay? Well, yeah, and, and, and something that's defined Bailey throughout her entire career here in WWE. He took him with his foot, and he kicked him. That's what he did. And what Bailey's all about—that fun-loving persona. <laughs> Seems to me that it was more than a temper tantrum after losing the title call. It, Bailey's undergone some sort of metamorphosis. Ron. Ah! Where are you? I'm in a glass case of emotion. Life sucks. 
and then you die. She gave us the Vince McMahon life sucks and then you die promo. She did. You edited that together fast. <laughs> no, I didn't. It's literally, it's two different ones though. It's two different ones. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah. Um, yeah, just. Life sucks and then you die. Yep. <clears throat> she did that. Yeah. So they'll be cheering her next week <laughs> and she'll be the man. Speaking of, <laughs> it's the maniversary today. The maniversary. Oh man. Good times. One year since Becky and Edge did that segment in the ring where she said she was the man for the first time. Yep. And she mentioned the thing on Twitter is like, uh, I tried to turn on you, but you wouldn't let me turn on you. That was more SummerSlam, the night after SummerSlam, mm. wasn't it? Yeah. Because she beat up Charlotte at SummerSlam after the match and then people were booing her. Or people, people were, were cheering, cheering her and they were like, I hate you. As if they were yeah. That was bad. Do you remember that night on the podcast? Oh. We're just like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? And we're like, we can't wait till AEW starts. They'll have proper tag team matches. And <laughs> Back before it was even an idea, because it was only announced in January. Yeah. <laughs> well, back before whatever um, the elite were working on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, they had the trademarks in at this stage. The draft, though. Ooh. Can we talk draft? Oh, can we? Um... Wildcard bitches, it's back. See, the wildcard rule is back. It was still part of the draft. I, I consider no. Don't give them excuses. No, 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 don't give them excuses. I consider tonight to be the first proper night of the having the brand split. Last week, I know people had already been drafted, but it's still technically a two night draft, so it was still part of the draft. It was still open. Hundred percent. Wildcard bitches. No. Wildcard bitches. Not having you there was there. three. Not it was three there. SmackDown. Three SmackDown stars who were drafted. On the previous show on Raw. Why? Why are they on Raw? Why are you at Raw? No, sir. Stop being such an old man. It was in the title. I I will never stop being an old man. I'll only get more of an old man. It is the sands of time, sir. The sands of time. time. God bless Fight for giving us that. (laughs) The sands of time. Shout out, Alex. Where are you, Alex? Come back. Uh, he's he's, he's been held down. He's moved he's been held the down. Patreon only stuff because he's too negative about Buddy Murphy not being on shows or some shit. Probably I don't know. But you see, he he wasn't too negative. He was honest. Oh yeah. Do you know? And now you got people that are like, yeah, it was yeah, that thing sucked. Yeah, moving on. No, talk about it. Don't move on to the fun stuff. Talk about it. You know, and sort your volume out, stuff like that. You know? <laughs> talk, talk into the microphone. Talking to the microphones, you know, things like that. Things like that, they it's help. Simple. It's simple. Just send a text. Just send a text. That's all I'm saying. Uh, but we have me and Gordo talked about this, the draft and all of its nonsensical mm. nonsense. Uh, do you remember the King of the Ring? The most prestigious tournament in all of sports entertainment. Outside of do you remember that one? Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, the yeah, no, the sports, 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 sports entertainment. Sports entertainment. Oh, yeah, So, in all the sports entertainment, and it got two sports entertainment for me to handle and most people to handle. Triple threat semi final. Never forget. Leave the memories alone. Tell me a lie. And then the person who won it won it. Great. Good match. And they've had some good follow up matches since. The King of the Ring went in the fifth round of the second night Pick of the draft. Number 24. Fuck my life, Nick. <laughs> yeah, they, they really didn't want to big him up too much. 
for example, what have they done to the king of the ring? People that went before, like he went to pick 24. Humberto Carrillo went to pick number 13. Jinder Mahal went to pick number 18. Akira Tozawa was the pick before him. Like <laughs> Akira Tozawa went ahead of the King of the Ring and Rey Mysterio. Yep. Sorry. Okay. The the giant robot in the Fox Studio. He dropped the ball there. <laughs> I think. I did like the fact that they did the networks on to the actors as being the network executives. That was kind of cool. But they used the exact same clips that they used on SmackDown. The guy with the face they paint. They sure did. The exact same face paint in the exact same space. Yeah. And do you think he knows what the Ultimate Warrior stood for when he dressed up as the <laughs> Ultimate Warrior? And I'm, I'm, I love the Ultimate Warrior as a kid, but, you know, he hated, just, you know, gay people, black people. Just mad about yeah. that rocket fuel. Yeah. The, 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 air, the only air that he breeds smells of combat. You know, that's the way he talked about it. What should he do? Lay down and get himself run over by raging elephants, Nick? You know, he's going to pick Akira Tozawa to roll. <laughs> uh, at, least, at least they had the list correct this time. True. Uh, and they didn't, they they didn't match the, the original one they put up either, because it's only went at number 20, 28 instead of number 5 or whatever the fuck or 4. 4, or it'll be number 4. Apparently, the story is that the lists were supposed to go up in alphabetical order, the pools, we'll say. But then they, they put up the actual draft <laughs> in order on the website, and then they changed it for Monday night. So Titus O'Neill was nearly a, f- uh, a first-round draft pick on Raw. He would have been number four. Would have been on SmackDown instead of New er, Day. Yeah. 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 Imagine picking Titus O'Neill ahead of the new day. Just saying. <laughs> oh. pick Humberto Carrillo ahead of your king of the ring. A guy who has never been on television properly. Yep. Yeah. I look wrong. Yeah. Speaking in speaking of the new day, uh Kofi. What the hell's going on here? His his lack of reaction he, to having lost the title. His, yeah, they're doing it subtly. He doesn't though. care. I think they're doing it subtly. Like if you watch his promo on SmackDown today, like when they were when they were talking backstage beforehand, as soon as losing WWE title was mentioned, he crushed pancakes in his hands. So yeah, there's still I think there could this could be a thing that he goes off the deep end at some point later on if they're planning a long term storyline. But still, WWE's <laughs> get it. Yeah. Speaking of long term storylines. A tweet came out during the week uh, that advertised Seth Rollins versus The Fiend as the main event of Monday Night Raw in whatever venue they're in in November. In a cage match. You mean, you know? you mean Seth Rollins who was on Raw and Bray Wyatt who was on SmackDown? The very same, Nick. The, the, the very Bray same. Wyatt, Wild card Bray bitches. Wyatt, who's on SmackDown who's having a title shot at, uh, at the Raw title. title. Yeah, the very same, wildcard bitches. Mm. Um, now, to be fair, it could just be the dark match. The event, yeah, main event, the dark, the match, dark yeah. match. Still, though. So we know that this is going to roll on past Crown Jewel now. Like, I've always, like, for dark matches and stuff, it's always going to be a bit. Yeah. It, you're going to have people go one way or the other, depending on what people are on taking a little break or whatever, you know. So I don't mind that. They so had much. a dark match. They had a dark match on Raw this week uh, with a DQ finish where Bray went for the Mandible Claw and he hit the ref by accident and the ref went in as uh, Mandible Claw. So what's going to happen at Halloween Havoc, Crown Jewel? Did you see the the picture they put up for it? 
it what was it it can't end in brackets after false count anywhere in brackets can't be stopped for any reason <laughs> can't be stopped for any reason so do you reckon saudi arabia just booked it through three billion dollars for rollins and and the fiend to wrestle for three months <laughs> <laughs> why would it not stop for any reason uh i don't like uh, the things they, they what if there's a pinfall nick what if there's a pinfall can it stop for a pinfall no, it's false count right yes it can somewhere i don't know yes what if I guess so. so if it can't stop for any reason <laughs> what, if it's, what if it's a double beheading <laughs> Uh, them Saudis up no good as usual is the clown prince of crime going to come out and <laughs> chop one of these lads heads off <laughs> well, is that what's going to happen do you know what happens when you book a, no, a false count anywhere match that can't stop for any reason you get what you Beheading. fucking deserve oh he hasn't seen Joker um, oh shit I was going to say can we stop talking about wrestling and spend the next five minutes talking about Joker and close the show <laughs> But, next week yeah next week I'm sure you've seen it by then but um, Howard they're, they're now booked themselves into the same car they had in Hell in the Cell mm-hmm so what happens yeah, like why why did you do this again I heard an amazing theory um, that Bray is has seen the evil in Seth and he wants to call it out and Bray is actually the hero the fiend is the hero here that he's seen, you know, the turns that Seth has done and he's lying, you know, being nice to the crowd and blah, 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 blah. And then it all ends up with Roman being the one to slay the fiend. So Rollins joins the fiend because he puts him under his spell or whatever the hell he does. Rollins put the streaks, puts the, the, the whatever, the yellow streak or the blonde streak back in his hair. Roman has to beat Rollins to get to the fiend and, Roll- and Roman beats the fiend to win the title at WrestleMania. Hmm. That's the supposed theory. Hmm. How did Seth Rollins get into the subconscious of the Fiend <laughs> to burn down the Firefly Funhouse? Because the Firefly Funhouse doesn't exist. What it is, is Bray Wyatt dragged Seth Rollins to hell, which is where the Firefly Funhouse is located. Oh, so he got right. an inside scoop of where hell is, so he's out to find it again later. Do you know what? I'll be okay with the Papa Shango type stuff. <laughs> if, if that's why Rollins found out where the Firefly Funhouse was, that he went and he saw into the mind of the fiend Bray Wyatt, and that the, the, the ending of Raw was a manifestation of Bray being worried about Seth getting to him. I'll be fine with that. If it's stupid shit like that sound. But where does Liv Morgan fit into all of this? <laughs> so the rumours that she's going to be part of all this? Is she meant to be the Harley Quinn of all this, or what's the story? Uh, I'd heard there was a couple of things on Twitter that she's apparently supposed to be part of all this. Yeah, I read this. You know, who knows? But how did Seth Rollins, oh me, oh Nick, me and you had a conversation at the start of Raw this week. We're like, burn it down. Seth has said he's going to burn it down. We're going, oh great, maybe they'll finally show us what burning it down means because it means absolutely nothing and no one gets it. And then he actually he burns something down. down. Yeah. Arson. Typical. You know, if there was a bet for will Seth burn it down, we both put a bit of money on. No, he will not burn anything down. And there we have it. Don't bet money, gamble responsibly. I don't think he's been burning um, down at the fucking ratings. Am I right? <laughs> but... Um, it, it just say the fiend does win this 
now the universal title at crown jewel does the title go to smackdown because he's a smackdown superstar now or does that number one draft pick that they picked the fiend for get wasted for smackdown well to be fair raw wasted two picks so that's only fair oh god let me talk about the um the blockbuster (laughs) trade deal before we get back to (laughs) hearing about the blockbuster trade fits have you heard about this have you seen it what are your thoughts on uh, what are your thoughts on the usa network having the opportunity to pick alexa bliss and nikki as a team but instead picking them individually using two picks then having them drafted to smackdown meaning those two picks meant nothing traded sorry traded traded in a blockbuster deal on wwe backstage which they a fox show in which they uh, (laughs) received future consideration future no nikki do you think they'll remember this in three days? Not a fucking chance. Let alone three months. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, uh, Raw have got money in the bank in terms of draft picks or trades. We'll say maybe that what they they do is if there's a free agent, a free agent, Raw get preference. Maybe that's they're, the way they'll write it in. They're, they're treating it like a fantasy football league, and they're top of the waivers, like yeah, top of the waiver wire. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, Steve. Definitely. So who've they signed? <laughs> so who've they signed? They've, oh, I get the waiver wire purely because I watch the yeah. league. That's it. Um, so is that because of Cain Velasquez? He's a free agent. And maybe they can sign Cain Velasquez or, to keep him away from Brock. Or Johnny Monday night. Oh, Johnny. Oh, my God. That's what's going to happen. Johnny Raw. Johnny Monday Night Raw on the USA Network. <laughs> it flows off the tongue like a Johnny, really just, just, just Johnny Raw. Johnny Monday. Johnny Monday Night Raw on the USA Network. Just, just go with Johnny Raw and he'll sound like he'll belong in like the next page video. It'll be fine. Johnny <laughs> Monday Night Raw on the USA Network, 8 Eastern, 7 Central. <laughs> the second. <laughs> oh, God. Anything else going on? What else happened? Nothing. Really. We talked about that. Oh, Tyson, yeah. Uh, the American uh, people are not happy with Tyson Fury. They're like, what's he doing here? I'm like, no, you don't understand yet. Tyson Fury is a very charismatic guy. Just hasn't seen it yet. Maybe, we, maybe we'll never see it. Though. But does anyone have a chance to be charismatic in main roster WWE at the moment? If you, if I you think don't if have you Leon cannot Connors get a... Pancakes. Yeah. If you can't get a song out of Tyson Fury, there's something wrong with the structure. Oh, God. Because Tyson Fury bleeds charisma. What song is he going to fuck? The guy's hilarious. What's he going to sing over in Saudi Arabia? Genie yeah. in a bottle. <laughs> I, I think if you can't get any fun or any kind of joy out of Tyson Fury as a character, the entire thing needs to be ripped up and thrown in the bin. And I think we already know what does, but... Tyson Fury is a very funny guy. And if he's not funny, you're kind of laughing him trying to be funny. He's got charisma. The American viewers don't see that yet. And I don't think they ever will, unfortunately. No. They did the thing with the pen where Strowman broke the table with his bare hands and then Fury's trying to break the pen and then he eventually breaks it. You see a little bit of that, but... Yeah, I worry. I worry. Until, like, there's two weeks. Because he's not going to be around after Ground Jewel. So this is just the build-up for Ground Jewel. So there's only two weeks for them to get that. And I don't know if they'll get in time. Uh, uh, I want to say breaking news it's a 205 Live thing um, Angel Garza is coming to 205 Live oh big big news in the draft <laughs> is that what <laughs> someone to USA has used their considerations oh actually Angel Garza would be, but we'd mention NXT uh, his entrance 
when you know he asked for the kiss of one of the fans and then the fucking big Everton guy tried to come in for a kiss afterwards and he just fucking <laughs> shook him off is that the guy uh, who wasn't on AEW wasn't it was on All Out oh yeah what did, what happened? Yeah. The sem- oh, no, what's not allowed? What it was um... fight for the fallen. Yeah, fight for yeah, the fallen. Sammy Guevara. Uh, yes, yes. No, it's no. Yes, Kip yes, Sabian, yes. wasn't it? Kip, Kip Sabian, Sabian yeah, yeah. Kiss and lips. Um. So yeah, that's that for the week. We're an hour and fifty-four in. I think it's time to go. Yeah, I think we're good. Yeah. Five o'clock in the morning. Fuck my life to go and edit this now. <laughs> do it in the morning. Don't uh, do it now. Yeah, do it. Don't I'll be post it tomorrow. You're fine. Yeah, I think so. Tomorrow. I think so. I think so. But I'm just a weird person. I'll probably do it anyway. Uh, plugs, Gordo. Anything else? To, what, 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 tell me tales. Tell you a tale. Like the, the, the tale of where you could find us or like tales from when we went drinking last Saturday night or... Whichever. Drinking last Saturday night will do. Uh, Whatever you want. To be fair, I just want to go to bed at this stage. So fuck <laughs> it. All that needs to be said is... That's tremendous. <laughs> Oh, we haven't had... Wait, 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 wait. We haven't done this yet. This is the Shucky Ducky Quack Quack moment of the night. What was the Shucky Ducky Quack Quack moment of the Um, night? We got quite racist when we were playing match game last Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) Well, not even racist. Abusive. Abusive. I mentioned the wrestling. Oh, right, wrestling. Uh, That thing. Um, uh, What was the Shucky Ducky? I think Waffles and Tire Irons is up there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fitz, you need to see even just that one clip from NWA. Uh, Waffles, Tire Irons. If if you want to go matches, Osprey Phantasmo. Okay, cool. There you have it. Boom. And there it is. That's the Shucky Ducky (laughs) Quack Quack moment of the week. That is the Shucky Ducky. Uh, actually, Buddy Murphy oh, got a match. Oh my goodness! That's, that's true. That's a shocky, lucky, quack, quack moment. He's on TV. It's true. Uh, that's very yeah, good. Great day for the parish. Um, what about this moment of the week? It's time for Bella Brains. There's not even a discussion on this. It's uh, AEW officials during tag matches. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think it has to be said. I think that's a fair comment. No, it's a fair comment. No, it's fair. Uh, no, it's a fair. It's, it's very fair. fair. It's a biased comment. Fair. <laughs> it's a, <laughs> it's not biased. I traveled. Ha- I traveled across the fucking Atlantic to watch one of their shows. I can shit on them if I want. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, but yeah, no, yeah. That's that. That's it in my eyes anyway. So fuck it. I don't care. But um, yeah, I suppose we should probably do the plugs because it's now. Five a fucking clock. Kill me. I'm gonna be up five in the morning. I'm gonna be up in three hours to watch them across the water in the rugby. Um, that's England to those who are unaware. Um, but yeah, so if people do want to get more of us here at the alleged sports entertainment podcast. Uh, you can find us on all good podcast apps. We're on SoundCloud, Stitcher, <laughs> TuneIn. You can get us on iTunes. We're on Google Podcasts. Uh, we're also on Mixler whenever we haven't really decided but uh if you subscribe to us on mixler.com forward slash the alleged wrestling podcast you get notifications anytime we're going live uh you can also get notifications from us on twitter we also tweet out anytime we're going live on mixler it's at two bit wrestling uh you can i think it's going to be friday for at least the next two or three weeks anyway uh, it looks like it at least the next yeah yeah uh, so. next friday or two fridays from now next 
Whatever one after oh, Crown Jewel. Two, fr- two Fridays from now it might be dodgy because we're still going to be in Monaco. Oh, solo show, yeah. That'll be a Steve solo show <laughs> where he'll be recapping AEW tag matches the history of. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's, yeah, that's where you can find us. As I said, all the podcasty places on Twitter, it's at 2 Wrestling. Uh, and as well, you can also find us on WrestlingSoup.com. We are on the Wrestling Soup Network, uh, along with loads of other podcasts, uh, including the Soup Boys themselves. But uh, yeah, honestly, if you like listening to podcasts in your spare time when you're at work or whatever, go on there. There's dozens and dozens of great podcasts to listen to and check out. So do it. Do the thing. Yep. And uh, I'll always say subscribe to the Wrestling Soup Patreon because that shit is a fucking gold mine. It is... You can't keep up. Yeah, with you it. can't keep up with the amount of stuff they manage to put out, um, which for the money you pay for it is an insane value. Yeah. Yep. Good times. Good times. I'm going to be listening to last night's show when I go to bed tonight in around about five yeah. minutes' time. So. I've got Global Ball and catch up on and I need to get John Draper on this podcast. <laughs> I need to have John Draper on this podcast. It needs to happen. The guy is fucking hilarious. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that'll do it. Five in the morning. Uh, say good morning. Oh, good morning. Oh, good night. Oh, good morning. We're not afraid to dream big. <laughs> 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 <laughs>